Now, I'd like to read to you uh, a story from Luke's Gospel uh, of, of an actual incident, of, of something that happened. Uh, and I want to just reflect on that with you today, but specifically today uh, because uh, this, in theory, is the day when we don't have any teenagers in church uh, because they're all at summer madness. So I want to talk to you about teenagers. Do we have some teen? We have a teenager. Okay. <laughs> Well, don't worry, I'll not embarrass you at all, okay? Uh, but and it affects all of us because we all were teenagers, and some of us are yet to be teenagers. Uh, so it's from the, the life of Jesus when he was uh, uh, just making that transition from kind of being a child uh, into being teenager, heading towards being a young adult. It's in Luke chapter 2, verse 41. Every year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them, but his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. Okay, let's start right at the end there. I don't know uh, how you have ever imagined uh, what Jesus was like growing up as a child and then a teenager. Uh, have you, maybe you've never stopped to think about it, but this is, if this is the Son of God, if this is God who has been born of Mary in Bethlehem, our Christmas story, if this truly is God growing up in human form, like one of us, have you ever stopped to wonder how is that possible? You know, so does he have the, all the knowledge of all of the ages of all of the world hidden inside his head and he just keeps quiet about it? Or does he really grow up like a child? I think this passage of Scripture is included here by Luke for us to help us understand that Jesus grew up just like every other person. It says Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, so in knowledge in his mind, but also in his body, in stature. And he grew in favor with God and with other people. Right? He had to learn about relationships, and he had to learn about his relationship with God, his father. I mean, literally his father. Um, and I think we see a crucial point in the growth of Jesus in this story. And I, I would like to relate it to 
uh, our own experience and what we're hoping for and longing for will be the experience of all of our children and all of our teenagers and all of our young people in the life of this church. There is a moment, and it's probably a process more than a moment, when children growing up start to find knowledge and experience of life and of the world and everything around them that isn't organized by their parents. Right? There is a wee moment. I hope that isn't a shock to any of you. Uh, but it is what all of us have done at some point in our lives. We get to the point where we begin to realize that we have to become people ourselves. And therefore, and no matter how hard we try, we are going to grow up. We are going to be adults. And uh, so there is a moment when things start to change. And I think we read in this that Jesus, as a 12-year-old, went to a festival. Now, I think that is just really important. And for festival of Passover here, you could read Summer Madness, right? Uh, he has gone to the annual festival. But it isn't just going to the festival. It could be youth ministry, or it could be children's ministry, or it could be engaging in mission or, or something. But there is something that is happening here where Jesus realizes uh, or begins to very naturally want to experience this without mommy and daddy overseeing it all. And that's a very natural process. It's how we grow up. So he goes to this festival, and when they head home, in whatever way that happened, and you can only imagine what that must have been like, but they headed off home with the crowd that had come from Nazareth. Let's imagine it was like that. They all packed up and off they went, and they just imagined he was running around with the other young people. And it appears he wasn't. And when they come back and they find him, something has begun to change. He says to them, did you not know that I need to be in my father's house? That is the temple in Jerusalem. Or in another translation, do you not know I need to be about my father's business? There is a beginning of a transition here from the faith that he has grown up in, in the family home with Mary and Joseph, to beginning to want to discover what it means to be the child of God himself. Now, growing up, uh, many young people grow up in a family situation where maybe faith isn't a particularly important part of it. And others, I grew up in a family situation where uh, the faith, faith in Jesus Christ, was normal, was an everyday uh, subject. My mother prayed for us before we went out to school in the mornings. Uh, everything was centered around that. But whether a child grows up in a in a family where there isn't that same level of faith experience, or whether you grow up in a family where there is lots of faith going on, there comes a point when a young person growing up has to step away from it. And I don't mean step away from, has to step away from the situation where maybe there isn't faith uh, to find it, has to go looking for it. Or if it's a situation where it is the family faith, uh, there's, there comes a point or a process where a young person needs to start to think about, how do I own this faith? And we talked about that and prayed about that in our baptism service. There is a transition there. And I remember very clearly, uh, mine was definitely a process, around about 14 or 15, uh, I had, I had st 
Sorry, I'm not suggesting anybody else needs to do this, but I had started studying Greek in school, and I had a Christian teacher. I was his only pupil, uh, so we had lots of time together. Uh, and my mother had bought me a Greek New Testament, and the teacher told me to bring it in, and he started helping me to translate wee Bible verses and things. And in that sort of roundabout third form, fourth form in school, I began to see this book... This book is just so precious. Yeah. That was part of my 12-year-old, although I was probably about 14, of saying to my mum and dad, I'm starting to investigate this thing. Yeah. Uh, and around 16, I was on a trip uh, to London and went to Jesus Christ Superstar and had an experience during Jesus Christ Superstar of seeing Jesus crucified on a cross and having grown up in a home where Jesus died for our sins and we need to ask for forgiveness. Uh, I remember very clearly that night saying, Lord, whatever it was you did on that cross, um, I want that to be for me as well. So there's a process going on of something changing where we're embracing the things that we grew up with as children and even into a youth ministry or whatever it is. Uh, and then later on as a student, uh, I remember uh, encountering more things about what it means to follow God and to live a life that would include your career or your profession or your work or your money. Uh, that was all bound up in God's purposes and God's destiny for us. Could I, and I'm not suggesting everybody has, the process has to be like that for them, not in any way at all, because Jesus' process, apart from this moment at 12, we're not even told what it is. But it is something that we long to see happen in all our young people, in all the children who have ever been part of this church. Many of them our own children, our own grandchildren. Uh, Yes. I'm just reflecting there because I didn't realize how strongly you would feel this until we had grandchildren. And then I realized it, it just pours back into your heart how much you want to see them discover the life of Jesus, and the life of God for themselves at some point in the next 15 or 20 years. So that's what we're longing for and what we're hoping for. And that's why it's so exciting uh, that our, a whole crowd of our young people are away from us because they're getting to hear speakers and join in worship things and go to events and see people talking about faith and it isn't engineered by us so they don't have to they're kind of free to explore it and think about it and uh, that's what we want them to do and we want them to we long for them to, in some way, no matter how embarrassed they are about it, we long for them to come back feeling a wee bit more of, I need to be about my father's business. Yeah, that's, that's our long. Could, could I pray that just right now? Father, they're, they're probably in worship right now. Would you stir something in their hearts and their souls and their minds? That, that they will know is uniquely them with you. And let it be very real for them. Amen. And
one other thing I want to pick out of this story for us. Right? We want, we want them, right? And we're getting that. We want them to grow to that point where they surprise us by saying, I need to be in my father's house. I need to be about my father's business. Uh, and we will rejoice in that as they grow into that, as it becomes clearer and more obvious and more exciting for them. Uh, but the other thing that it tells us in this story about Jesus is that when Jesus came, when Mary and Joseph came back to the temple and were searching all around, and they came to the temple and they came to some sort of um, educational part of the temple where uh, people were standing around the scribes and the teachers of the law. It was obviously as part of the festival, there must have been teaching going on. Uh, because when you went way back to your villages, you wouldn't be able to get all that sort of stuff. So there was something going on, standing around these scribes and these teachers of the law. But do you notice what it says about Jesus? Um, after three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. In Jewish culture, the teachers sit, the learners stand. So you read later on, on a number of occasions, Jesus sits to teach. Remember he asked Peter, could you put the boat out, crowd on the beach? I'll sit in the boat, they stand on the beach and I teach them. He came into the synagogue, he lifted the scroll, he sat down. They were standing and he taught them from the scrolls of the Old Testament. Teachers sit, learners stand. 12-year-old is sitting with the teachers and other people are standing around and he's asking questions and answering questions. Now, this is another thing that I believe wholeheartedly and strongly in, that in your youth, in your young adulthood, we want young people, young adults, to get a glimpse of their possible future, right? Don't just stumble through doing the next thing, going to the next educational program, moving on to the next thing, finding the first job, uh, all those things that are all very normal in life. But, and they have to be done, but how about praying that our young people, like Jesus, I'm I'm guessing, reading into this, that Jesus was sitting with the teachers because he was already imagining himself as a teacher, as a teacher of the Scriptures, as a teacher of the people, and he was already beginning to taste that and become that. So we long for our young people and the young adults that their encounter with God, their sense of spending time with God, will begin to give them uh, a glimpse, a taste uh, of what it is that God's trying to do with their lives. Whatever profession, career, job, wherever they live in the world, whatever it is, but that there's something undergirding it. There's something foundational in it. There's something of God's purpose in it uh, that they may be discovered when they were young. Let's pray that for our young people. Lord, the children and young people connected to this church. Lord, would you, would you place, would you plant seeds in their lives of the future of their lives and of what they can be and what they could be and what they may be 
And would you let your purposes and your destiny for them be woven into all the things they have to get through, like exams and interviews and switching to other places? Uh, Lord, would you, would you let your purposes be woven into all of that as well? Amen. So, I'm going to finish by saying to all of us sitting here, it says that the people who were watching were amazed. And they weren't young people. Uh, and they weren't the teachers. They were watching and listening. And they were amazed. Joseph and Mary were startled and amazed. So I just want to finish by saying to you, everything we've been talking about doesn't stop when you stop being a teenager or a young adult. So any one of us today and in the weeks ahead can join in this process of inviting God to be part of our plans and our purposes and our hopes and our destinies and our work and how we lead our lives. That at any moment in our lives, we can be like Jesus. We can sit down in the midst of the other teachers and say, Lord, give me a glimpse of the destiny that you're fulfilling in my life as well. How you would like it to be in my life. So let's pray that one. Lord, today, everything that we're dreaming of and hoping for young people, for the children, um, for Jacob, that we baptize today. Lord, we want the same for ourselves. We want to find ourselves caught up in your purposes. We want to find ourselves dwelling in your house.